Welcome to the Evolve Mindset. My name is Chelsea Browse, but most know me online as Chelsea I'm an awakening mentor and somatic sexologist who's passionate about the continuous evolution of consciousness. If you're looking to evolve your sex life, career, relationships, finances, or health, then it begins with your mindset and this podcast is for you. My goal is to use this container to provide the tools, knowledge, and insights to further your potential and evolution. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pressing play and let's evolve. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Evolve Mindset Podcast. On today's episode, I have Nadine Lee. She's the founder of Tantric Alchemy, which is birthed from her own passion to raise the consciousness of the planet. Nadine is here to help us awaken the divine feminine in union with the divine masculine and return home to self. She is the teacher of the feminine tantric arts and feminine embodiment coach. Tantric Alchemy is a school of awakening that offers online courses, in-person training, and mentorships. At the core of her work, she is here to expand your mind, body, and soul. She will help you break down conditioning and stories that bind you and hold you back from living your truest potential. I am so incredibly honored and just thankful that you are joining me today on this week's episode, Nadine. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to dive in. Mm, Beautiful. So the first question that comes to my mind is, what is Tantra to you? I feel like this is um, such a beautiful way of being that, and from my understanding, is beginning to be a little bit more popular, which is amazing because there's just so much greatness to it. But at the same time, I feel like there may be a limited understanding of what it truly is at its essence. And I'd love for you to expand on that and what it means to you. Yeah, good question. There is so much kind of mystery around it. And I mean, even when I was living in, in a tantric ashram, then it really gave us a clear, succinct definition. Mm. <laughs> so... Um, And it was kind of like that was the teaching in itself. Tantra is really about you finding your own truth at its core. So there's that aspect of it, like how to um, live your truth, how to engage with life, um, connect with life, connect with yourself, walk your own path. You know, that is your definition of life, of Tantra. Mm. Tantra is life, essentially. So there's that element. And I feel um, for me, what I've come to is it's really, you know, it's about connection and it's about first and foremost, how you can connect to the, the primary relationship, primary relationship in your life, which is your connection to source, to mm. spirit, the divine, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then how you connect to yourself. And then from that place, how do you connect to others? So a lot of what we see in the Tantra circles is, you know, people in yabyam, like soul gazing, looking to each other's eyes and connecting with one another. And it's a big emphasis on, you know, having all these epic lovemaking sessions with your partner and multi-orgasms. But really, if you don't have that connection to source and to yourself, you, you're not going to be able to connect to another. Mm. So, so it's like, that's the misconception is that it's just about instantly you're going to be practicing tantra with another when if you haven't done your own inner journey first and met become intimate with yourself then then it's going to be difficult to become intimate with another and um it's really a ruthless path because most people want to just band-aid over with like distractions with the new relationship the new fad the new spiritual practice that looks cool but really it's rooted in meditation Mm. real tantra is rooted in meditation if you're not meditating first and foremost then you're not practicing tantra so um so to me yeah it's about connection and um and from that place you know you have better orgasms you have more enriching relationships you're more aligned with your soul's path um and your authentic self so it's having practices that support that and um, 
and help you, you know, optimize your energy. So a lot of the practices are around, you know, cultivating your sexual energy, learning how to work with that sexual energy, circulate it through your body. So you're feeling connected to yourself and that primal aspect and most powerful energy that we hold, you know. And um, so, yeah, so a lot of the, the practices I teach are around that, about how to activate your sexual energy, how to um, circulate that sexual energy throughout your body, and then how to actually channel it into your, your dharma, your path, your creativity, and your relationships. Mm, I love how you worded that. Um, that's definitely been my personal journey when... I had this whisper, I remember meditating, this was many, many years ago, and I I had never heard about Tantra or, you know, this path of like connection or anything like that. And this was very much like a going inward because, you know, it's like, oh, I really need to heal. I've got a lot of past shit that's coming up that, you know, I'm very reactive in my relationships. I'm angry, like what is going on? And there's just like this understanding that, you know what, I need to go inward. And so, yeah, I've just been like meditating and I got really pulled to Buddhism and kind of went that path. But I remember hearing like this whispered when I was meditating to, you know, to connect, like connection, to be Mm. of service. And I had these really powerful things. And what actually came to me thereafter, not in meditation, but, you know, synchronicities when we get like, say we see something in passing, uh, whether that be on social media, we're scrolling and there's like a word or this or that. Tantra was actually what found me and led me deeper into that connection piece. So I really love that you're highlighting that for anyone that's listening today, because I feel that that at its core has what it's been meant to me. So thank you so much for articulating that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm, Beautiful. So now what I really want to dive into here is because I feel like, yeah, when we begin connecting with ourselves there's all these things that kind of like pop up and surface. And I feel the one, probably the gateway for a lot of people in Tantra is, you know, sexual energy and like bigger orgasms and all the pleasure that, you know, people, whether that be messaging um, in, you know, like, uh, like ads or those things like coaches say like, oh, maximize your orgasm, (laughs) multiple orgasms, right? And Mm. that may be the gateway. However, I'd love for you to expand on further benefits of unlocking our sexual pleasure and unlocking our 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 um our superpowers really Mm, yeah i mean i think it's just like you know society in general is so unaware the majority of society is unaware of how powerful that energy is the sexual Mm. energy and there's so much distortion and confusion around it you know with the porn industry and then like the um, advertising industry, which is just, you know, using sex to sell everything. But then it's like the, the Catholic churches are then telling you you're, you're sinful if you're, you know, engaging in sex. And then the government's trying to tell you how to, when to engage sexually. So it's like all these institutions are just contradicting one another and it's left everyone very confused and disconnected from their power because that's where our power resides is Mm. in our sexuality. You know, it's like, that's what created us. It's what creates life. It's what creates like everything that we're birthing in the world. So, you know, a lot of these institutions, they know that and they have purposely disconnected us from that powerful energy to keep the masses suppressed and easily controllable. Mm. So um, it's really about, unraveling all the conditioning and reclaiming what it it is meant for it's like our birthright energy it's that frequency of um innocence really you know Mm. there's no distortion around it it's like pure life force energy that creates us and that we come we remember when we're born we can feel the pulse of it and we're like you know as a child as a baby like just in that orgasmic state and it's not like a dirty weird distorted energy it's just like that pulsing alive energy that is moving through you know especially children because they've just come mm-hmm. from source and they remember and then the conditioning comes and like tries to beat it out of us mm. and then we forget and then we've got to remember again <laughs> yeah exactly 
I love yeah. that. I love that you mentioned like this erotic innocence piece. This is something that I remember hearing uh, years ago and I was like, huh? Erotic innocence. And it was so funny because it, it brought up a lot of my own, like you mentioned this distortion. It brought up mm -hmm. a lot of confusion. Like can eroticism really exist with innocence? And it's, it really took me a lot of deconditioning to allow those two words to even exist in one sentence. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd really love for you to expand a little bit on um, what erotic innocence means, what it feels like, and I guess maybe even a personal share if you're open to when you begin to feel or remember that again. Yeah, I mean, so what it feels like, what it means to me, yeah, is really just tapping into that life force energy that is basically just the pulse of life that's like moving through everything. So, you know, like the wind moving through mm. the trees, like the bee going onto the flower that's pollinating the flower like that's like pure orgasmic energy you know when you look into nature and that energy is always running through us and you don't look at nature and think it's like some dirty thing it's like no it's nature's just pulsing with life force it's life force energy mm. so it's just really emptying out this physical vessel enough so that we can actually feel that subtle energy moving through us and um that's what we want to create with and it's exciting and it's it's yeah it's like innocent because it's just like our natural form like our pure birthright essence you know so um that's what i feel it is and it's got nothing to do with having sex with someone else mm. or penetration like that's one expression of it but, you know, you can feel orgasmic by just walking through nature or going for a beautiful swim in the ocean and or feeling like the wind, you know, brushing upon your skin or like eating some beautiful organic food. Like that's orgasmic, you know. And then, you know, when you're living Tantra, like that's like living Tantra, living this orgasmic life. When I say orgasmic, it's just like living in alignment with like your true, mm. with that source energy with no resistances to to the natural flow that wants to always move through um yeah like that's that's erotic innocence to me and um it doesn't yeah it doesn't feel distorted at all it's just pure birthright energy mm. and yeah birthright energy absolutely thank you for that that's beautiful and um you mentioned like for example, the bee uh, succulating some honey from a flower, that'd be like one expression of this erotic innocence. When we are feeling this life force um, coursing through our being, and you know we're going about our day, whether that be with a lover or you know with a stranger, and we are unconscious in a sense of, you know, we're not familiar with this expression or familiar with the sensuality or the eroticism that's flowing through us. In your experience, have you seen or heard or noticed how that can look or how that can feel to either the person or to someone that's receiving that, that expression? So like, if someone's feeling that and the other person isn't, that they might think that it's like they're trying to love with them or something is mm -hmm. that what you mean yeah or like, like onto them mm -hmm. yeah I mean you know you can't you can't control that but um that's where you know it's like yeah understanding as your own sovereign being that um you know a lot of people start to activate this energy and then they think like oh now this means I have to go and like act on it mm. and accept it with others or engage when sometimes that can be a path you know and you might need to explore that but there comes to a point where it like balances out and doesn't mean just because you're feeling sexual energy that you have to have sex with someone or engage with them you know you can just you know have a conversation with them <laughs> and have and have personal boundaries around what 
um, your own energy, you know, because once you start to feel a lot of energy is in your body, like, yeah, it does affect other people mm-hmm. and they can be very magnetized towards that, which, you know, it's not a bad thing, but if you don't have a sense of like boundary and an awareness around your own, what's happening, the power that you're cultivating, then it can be like, you can attract unwanted attention, but to be honest, I've never experienced that. So, Mm. you know, I feel I'm pretty aware of like what I'm working with, but a lot of people aren't. Mm -hmm. They'll start to activate all this sexual energy and then like, yeah, kind of not know what to do with it. Right. Absolutely. I thank you for clarifying that. Um, I'd love to hear then in your own words or, you know, like your understanding, the feeling, however you want to express this, like what does sexual sovereignty mean to you? Mm. Yeah, it means to me like really being aware of, yeah, first being aware of the for- this powerful force within you mm-hmm. and learning how to circulate it throughout your own being and source it from within so um when we're sexually sovereign we're not like just the definition of sovereignty in itself it's like you know you're it's it's linked with self-sourcing so you're not needing other people to validate you Mm. sexually or just because you're you know showing this sexual side like you know doing it to gain attention or validation it's like it's just it's being used for it's original purpose which is like creation creative energy and magnetism and like you know being in your peak physical mental and emotional condition you know so in if we're just stuck in those lower kind of realms it can be used just for like yeah validation Mm. that oh now I found this sexual power I'm gonna just roll it around and like hook into people and like manipulate people and you know so um it's really just circulating your own sexual energy and knowing how to channel that into like a higher purpose, mm-hmm. not, not just your egoic kind of like needs for gratification and validation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, Tantra is a lot of shadow work. That's mm. we do a lot of, cause you know, it's like working with the human as well as the divine, like this sexual side of us is also like a lot of our emotional and our, um, human tendencies which you know there are, there are many shadows around our sexuality like probably the most of our shadows are around that and one of the biggest ones is yeah is abuse of power and you know it's not like shaming those parts of us like what I what I teach and what I embrace and have journeyed with is going into those shadows and those parts of us that maybe we do abuse our power we have in the past and it's like embracing that and not dismissing it or shaming it's like how can I love that part of me in order to alchemize it you know to its higher potential Mm -hmm. beautiful yeah I love how you mentioned the shadows because I feel like even before I discovered Tantra I had did like a lot of healing I'm doing air quotes right now and as soon as I started to actually dive further into the tantric path and then actually allowing my sexuality to fuel a lot of my desires or, you know, just kind of intertwine with my day to day a little bit more, so much shadows came out of nowhere and just like any shadow, but (laughs) so much started to bubble up and I'm like, what is going on here? Thankfully, I had a lot of really beautiful mentors and even yourself, like I've taken some of your programs, they've been really um, amazing into actually channel and circulate like you keep mentioning. And mm. now that we're kind of going down that path, I'd love for you to share, like when you say circulate this energy, what does that actually mean? Yeah, so it's like, um, you know, we can kind of like, you know, have a sexual experience or feel our sexual energy and it can either just stay like in our base chakras so just like Mm. focusing on um amplifying like our desires from our root chakra Mm -hmm. for example like oh i'm gonna just you know because i've cultivated all this money because i've activated my sexual energy i'm gonna like like just just focus on the material realm and just just stay in that like I'm just going to get a big house maybe get an epic car I'm going to just get all the epic clothes 
which is nothing wrong with that. But like, if you just staying in that frequency, like you're not really like going beyond mm. like just this physical, like your, your lusty desires, like your base desires, like it's good to, ha- we need those foundations. We need the foundation. But once that foundation is set, it's like, how can we then use that sexual energy to channel it into, you know, our sense of power, our sense of um, like an open heart mm. and into like our vision, like that's going to benefit not just us, but the greater good of humanity. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, we've, all got, we've got to go through that base chakra we need to have our base needs met first Mm -hmm. like we can't really go into the higher realms and serve others if we don't have a solid base so you know there's no right or wrong in that but yeah starting to yeah get your base sorted and then like circulate it up into other areas of like of service so serving yourself serving others serving like a greater mission serving the divine And most, you know, yeah, most people are just serving like the ego, really. It's like just, um, we just look at like corporate. It's just like, it's just about how much money can we make and profit. It's not really caring about like the planet or even your next door neighbor. It's like, let's exploit as many people as we can, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of where where the planet has been for many many years but we're shifting mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that because I actually two and a half almost three weeks ago I actually finally quit my corporate job and I can't even explain how liberating that in itself was I just felt so suffocated by the deadlines and the need to you know serve in this space of like what am I actually serving like what am I actually doing and it's not nurturing my soul it's not nurturing my heart and I just left to feel so burnt out out of it and yeah. I, I love how you're mentioning like this kind of like you know starting at an egoic place because to me what comes to my my understanding is like this victim mindset and then into this like hustle mode and to me that's what the patriarchy what corporate really represents is like this hustle like gotta go like mentality and it's like where i gotta do this thing um and it's mm-hmm. all up to like me and then you're mentioning kind of like kind of going up into this higher consciousness is what comes to my mind's eye um, going from like this we and to this kind of flow and then up into this unity where you know it's I I like we all are the same yeah 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 for sure it's moving from that like me to the we mm-hmm. but me needs to be taken care of first yes of course but like if we're just going to stay in that then that's like it's not that's why so many people are miserable like they can have so much money and all the fancy houses but they're depressed Mm. and they're on medications because they're not serving something greater than just like that that thrill the adrenaline rush that gets activated when you just buy a new car buy a new Mm. bag like it's so it's an addiction and it's never going to feel what you really want to be touching so most have a crisis and then turn to like oh shit I need to actually look within now because all this material stuff it's great, but like, it's not actually making me happy. Mm. And you can have both. You can have both. You know, I feel I'm not anti-money, but like there has to be that inner and outer abundance. That's the whole, that's the tantric path and Mm. the spiritual, the true spiritual path I feel is not being a monk sitting in the Himalayas, withdrawing all your wisdom. And it's not about just being just in you know the corporate world just focusing on um money and material things it's like how can you have inner wealth and outer wealth mm. and they, and that's tantra helps with that yeah i i totally feel that i feel like um i really embodied the martyr archetype for so many years um mm. even like as a child that's kind of like how i grew up i was very much like this people pleaser and you know in abusive relationships and attracting like this very dominant male in my life because i was very much in that archetype um mm. and yeah like discovering tantra going through the shadows and really working on that foundation like you're talking about has really elevated me to not only you know find and self-source and find this sexual sovereignty in myself but allow this this purification process that I feel like we're kind of tap, tapping and speaking to a little bit. And, you know, if 
I guess I'd love for you to kind of branch further into this purification and you know the basis I feel is this big purification and channeling the energy and all these things um, but in that process what was your biggest shift from this purification moving from like the eye and moving out of those base rooted chakras yeah i think really for me my journey was um actually allowing myself to run that energy you mm. know going fully into the the i and the me and like even this past um, maybe the past four years, like when I came, my business really expanded into the next level. I really allowed myself to kind of go into that materialistic realm mm. because I often I'd come from that. And then I went into the spirit, but I never really like embraced it, you know? And then I went into my spiritual path, early twenties and really rejected it. So I really went into it fully and realized okay I've run that energy I've run the opposite polarity I know that this I know what it feels like I know this isn't the answer to happiness like I always knew that but I had to do it in order to actually feel that Mm. and then now it's like coming back into like a more balanced place so it's like with any polarity you know if you're in one end of the spectrum you often get flung to the other end of the spectrum to experience its opposite and then you eventually find the middle ground and it's really allowing yourself to go into those extremes and um you'll always find the middle point because mm. you know the universe is always trying to balance us out that's just you know that's what tantra is it's about union you know so it's like balancing the polarities on all spectrums within us so um yeah, it, it was really about going into, into those parts that I did judge within myself mm. and within others. The selfish parts, the, you know, the, it's all about me. And then when I went into that consciously, like it's about going into it consciously, exploring these parts of ourselves with awareness, and that helps us really face it and liberate from it. But if we're denying these parts of ourselves, even like, you know, our inner masculine feminine sides, if you're denying like this masculine side of you as a woman, like your drive and your ambition and like, you know, that ability to kind of make things happen in your life, if you're like suppressing that, then it's, it's just going to be pushed deeper and deeper into the unconscious and it's going to eventually explode. So you need to actually consciously go into these parts and um, liberate yourself from them because otherwise they'll just take a hold of you and, you know, whatever's in your unconscious holds power over you. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's like Carl, Carl Jung uh, quote, whatever, I can never remember it, but it's always like the, the essence, I can always feel it. Whatever is in the unconscious will be the driver of, I can't remember the exact thing, but I think you're understanding what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's completely true. It's like, so whenever we have, that's why, you know, a big part of like the shadow work or exploring the shadow. One of the things I love taking clients through and students through is like, what, what triggers you right now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just did this in the training last week in Costa Rica. It was like um, an archetype that triggers you in, the feminine and, and also in the masculine mm-hmm. so a male energy that triggers you and I got the women to and I did it as well like we fully embodied that archetype so like dressed up in that archetype mm. played it out in like drama in a in a skit type thing and it was like consciously like facing that part that like there's judgment around and it's like oh whoa like now that I can kind of fully feel that and face that part that is essentially a part of me mm-hmm. that's being denied and it, it frees up so much energy mm. yeah definitely I can I can fully on see that being like a big into embodiment myself when you're able to finally allow those those parts of you that you you reject to be seen to be heard to be felt um it literally feels like you know you have this backpack full of emotional debris which could be brought uh bri- sorry, bricks, and you're pulling them out of your backpack. You just have all this like free 
movement and all this this like less of less all this all this weight taken off your back so yeah i can just feel that expansion um in yourself and in the women that you led into that that potent space just in your transmission when you're sharing it with me yeah yeah it's really powerful and bringing in play into it as well like mm. so i love to integrate play like you know we it was basically like a drama class you mm -hmm. know like we like dressed up in a certain character and came in and did like a performance and it's like alchemizing all this unconscious stuff through drama you know and through play and I love bringing in that it doesn't have to be so like heavy and like mm -hmm. you know hardcore it can be like actually playful and we naturally did this as children you know it's just coming back to children like when we play games and like you know play different characters and you know reenact scenarios is like we were naturally processing our unconscious mm. like without even knowing it that's and beautiful we to, yeah it's like bringing that back into our lives as adults is it's it's so fun and, and essential mm -hmm. yeah it's it's definitely a lost art if anything so i love that you're bringing that up right now play play for mm. me like i just feel like it just brings so much more of yourself online like it, it's i feel play and pleasure are like there, there really isn't a difference yeah yeah and that comes back to that erotic innocence you know it's mm. like playfulness that's mm -hmm. the energy of eros you know it's just like no inhibitions just you know like saying something so silly that evokes you to like you know crack up laughing that's like pure like the highest frequency that can be moving through your body and um i really see those two yeah really connected and um having like a sense of humor i feel unlocks more of, <laughs> of your pleasure as well and that erotic energy I, I noticed that like within myself and with people that are kind of in my circle like we have kind of really weird mm -hmm. most people think it's weird humor but it's like it's because there's so much energy moving yeah. that it's like, <laughs> you know it's there's not this like shame or constriction or like holding of like an identity yeah like, there's no like you have to act a certain way it's just just be and like enjoy it yeah yeah, yeah. whereas if it's like so rigid like oh i need to be this certain mm -hmm. person, like role like it's like stifled energy and that's like sexual energy that wants yeah. to just move <laughs> i love that thank you so much for sharing that and a little bit into your own personal world that just got another little vibe that's beautiful so i love that now we're speaking about archetypes because i feel like it is more well known in like the coaches space and you know psychology if anyone follows carl Jung's work um however for the people that aren't familiar with archetypes are can you share like a piece of why they're so powerful yeah well um it really is that it's like um just working with the unconscious working with different archetypes helps us kind of see what is being hidden in the unconscious or hidden in the shadows so it's kind of like you know if you look at it like nature there's four seasons or four the, the elements mm -hmm. you know just say just say like you lived in a place that was just Win, uh, winter all year round where i am <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah you kind of like feel you know you you're missing out on the fire you know like you probably feel that mm -hmm. and i mean i'm the opposite I usually in in places where it's like hot all the time i mm -hmm. <laughs> avoid the winter <laughs> even though like i do like to get a douse of winter because mm -hmm. you know it's important to balance but, exactly yeah, we need the four and um, it should be balanced, I think, just because of like what's going on on the planet, like mm -hmm. affecting the weather. But in our internal like landscape, we are often, you know, in a winter energy or like, a, you know, um, or a summer energy too much, like so too much fire, too much water ele element, too much air, mm -hmm. too much earth, like so um, we need to balance those out, those elements. And I'm talking about elements, but when you look at it in terms of archetypes, those elements kind of, you know, correlate with different archetypes. Yeah. So, you know, the warrior woman is like more of the earth energy, earth element. Like the wild woman could be like fire energy. And then the lover could be like that water element, more sensual, 
and then like that priestess mystic could be like the air element so we so looking at archetypes and seeing how they show up in our day-to-day life we get to see you know if we're too far in you know the priestess air element we're just always in our spiritual practice we're not actually getting mm-hmm. anything done <laughs> definitely been <laughs> <You know>? there <laughs> <laughs> or we're like too far in the wild woman and we're just yeah. like causing fires everywhere mm-hmm. and just like burning our bridges you know so or it's suppressed you know or you know one of them suppressed and we might need to activate more of a certain archetype so for me like I was the main one I had to work on was the warrior mm. woman like this was yeah a few years ago just before I really went all in with my business you know I've been doing my business for 10 years but I was kind of like half in for probably the first five years I was mm. not fully committed to it mm-hmm. and focused and grounded as well like I wasn't very grounded so I was very in my mystic Mm. in those years Mm -hmm. so um so yeah like you know I really consciously went in it's like okay how can I practically integrate more of this energy and I set intentions to really work with that warrior woman earth energy and I you know manifested people in my life who were very supportive of that and kind of guided me in that way and manifested a stable home which was a new thing Mm. (laughs) because I'd always been you know moving around Mm -hmm. um so you know and then and then that really balanced me out in many ways and you know we go through different phases Mm -hmm. in our life where we're stronger in a different archetype but eventually like ultimately we want to find a balance where all can kind of be you know expressing so we don't get like stuck in one archetype and limited to that you know Mm -hmm. oh I love how you piece those together um I feel like I've definitely journeyed every single one of those archetypes uh whether it have been like super imbalanced like oh I just love this for me like in the beginning of discovering these art well even before I discovered these archetypes I was very much always like you know so in it in one of them specifically and then it's like okay you know, either I'm done with this energy or, you know, it's a new season, kind of like what you're saying. And then I'm like fully in this other thing. And the downfall to that for me in my past is, you know, you're not utilizing the fullness of each one of them. Because as you're saying, like they all eventually balance out. And I feel like that is when, for myself anyways, where I felt like my most powerful, my most aligned is having like a this balance of all of them. And something I'd love for you to to dive a little bit deeper in is more of this like mystic priestess archetype because this one I feel um you know maybe new to a lot of people I feel like the warrior and early it sounds pretty familiar and just in you know like the mainstream kind of space but this priestess mystic would you be open to expand a little bit more of what she is how what does she embody what does she feel like to you Mm. yeah it's really you know being connected to being that bridge, you know, between this physical realm and then the unseen realms. Mm. So having kind of, you know, a very strong devotion and dedication to practices that kind of connect you to those unseen realms. So, you know, like meditation and yoga and whatever, you know, devotional practices, chanting, like, really help you kind of connect to something beyond just this physical dimension you know it's like seeing more into the magic of life that isn't just the 3d realm so um you know for me it was like yeah my early 20s living in ashrams i was very in my mystic Mm. all i cared all i cared about was the unseen realms and like (laughs) and just like you know being in those mystical spaces in philosophy like what is the meaning of life you know it's like stopping and questioning like you know because we get so in the routine of life it's like wait a second what are we actually even doing here Mm -hmm. like you know and you can go that's like a whole rabbit hole you know yeah especially if you're already in your mystic or your priestess you're you're going (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so um yeah and I see it's like it is it's really essential to have a connection to that you know now it's like you know it's more integrated in my life like my whole life isn't spirituality I mean 
all of life is spiritual, but it's like, I can feel spiritual in Miami mm-hmm. right now. Whereas before I felt I had to be in India right. only to feel spiritual <laughs> or Bali. Mm-hmm. So it's like the mystic comes out in the morning, my morning practice, you know, I spend a couple of hours every morning meditating, doing my um, Kundalini yoga, um, prayer, and just like really tuning in. And then it's like, then I can go into my warrior and like, you know, go work out the gym and then ground into some business. Mm. So it's like more integrated now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I said, with any polarity, if you've been suppressing that polarity for many years, then you're, you might have to go in the, <laughs> go to the extreme like I did. Right. Check out of society for a few years. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's really having that connection to, to something beyond and bringing that in. How do we ground that into our business? into you know everything that we're offering in the world into our relationships and um and having that as kind of backdrop of everything I feel it's like having that service to something greater so when it comes to business and even your relationships Mm. like how can this serve Mm -hmm. this, this relationship this offering how is this serving something beyond just me and what I you know, want from my life because that mystic knows that like we're not actually in control. Like there's a divine plan that's gonna send us the person that we're meant to be with, that maybe our mind doesn't want that, you know, according to our perfect man list, or you know, you're asked to step into a, a role in your life. Like for me, I never thought I'd be teaching this. I actually did not want anything to do with this realm I was I just wanted to be a nutritionist yeah and I was like catering like tantra workshops I was like yeah I'll just order I'll just make the food I don't want to actually ever like get involved in this stuff Mm, wow Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like but then the mystic it's like it's that surrender it's like fuck like I just surrender to what is actually like something's knocking on your door Mm have to like let it in eventually mm. like this is what you're meant to be doing or this is who you're meant to be with like and just surrendering to that and trusting that and right. that, that mystic helps us with that oh that's beautiful I love that you're speaking to surrender and especially trust so I feel that has been for myself anyways and probably for other people as well but specifically my own experience this trust piece keeps floating right back you know like okay fine I'm surrendering but like how are you actually trusting in that surrender and this big piece of like, you know, doing this trustful with God, this trustful, and I'm realizing it's not just only a trustful with God, but it's a trustful in myself and, and really coming to terms that, yeah, this, this is your past path. And yeah, this is, you know, what's being asked of you in this moment in your life. And, you know, for example, like this, this podcast, like this isn't something that I ever planned on doing. And yet I keep seeing the threads that pull me deeper and like reaching out to you was another thing of trust. Like, okay, well, this is showing up right now in this moment. I'm feeling this pull. Do I act on it or do I not? You know, like Nadine has this massive following and I don't, you know, I think there's like those little like things that come up in your mind, but like, okay, I'm just going to trust and surrender and trust. And it's been really a beautiful unfolding. So I love that you are also bringing that up. Yeah beautiful yeah yeah just keep trusting (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there's a few other things that you mentioned as well in this piece of like grounding it into either the business or the relationship oof I can't even I can't even begin to say how many uh identity deaths for myself that have had to be let go of to ground anything in to this realm, <laughs> if you will. So the first question that comes to me for you is specifically in this relationship piece. So I can share like a little bit in, into where my mind is going with this. And when we're in like a relationship, say like a long-term or, you know, maybe we're not in a relationship, but we are wanting to bring, you know, more of this tantric path or more of this like spiritual side of us into a relationship that didn't have it before. Do you have any, maybe like, I don't know, tips or any insights or just any, anything really, and maybe just like past experience on how you can ground that more into your relationships? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really about, um, 
seeing it as, you know, interesting, I just saw in the background because I'm living on this waterfront, like a sh- it wasn't a ship, but it was, it looked like a ship just go past. It's cool. like, it's literally a, a ship. Like where, what are you both on that ship for? Mm. Like you've got to have some like co-creative energy, not just like, oh, I'm bored. I just want to be with you because mm-hmm. I'm bored and I'm scared to be alone. It's like, no, like you have to have, like really reevaluate, like, what are we together for? Like, what is our higher purpose beyond just like, you know, sex, like, you know, (laughs) or company. It's like, you can, you can have casual sex with anyone. You can have many friends for company. It's like, what is it that you're doing together? What is your sacred kind of procreation? So that could be literally you're healing, you're consciously healing like some deep patterns together, Mm. you know, or it could be, your mission is to create a family together or it's like you're here to anchor some business on this earth plane together you know like it doesn't need to be some grand scale thing it can be just literally we're here to even just to inspire others with our love Mm. like you know be an example of love like between two conscious beings so really getting clear on what your co-creation is and that's where that tantric energy comes in because it's like you've got your sovereign energy. Mm-hmm. The, the partner has their sovereign energy. And then there's a third energy that is the relationship. And that's like there's your desires, his desires, mm-hmm. and then the, the we. It's almost like the first. I feel it's a practicing of like that oneness really. Mm-hmm like in a micro level between two people, like where you're actually like going beyond, you still have your own sense of self, but you're actually like in a collective unity field with someone else. And it's got to serve that third energy, what the decisions you make as a couple, you know, mm-hmm. so there's that. And then, um, you know, having, um, yeah, like in terms of, I think having some sort of, um when you know in love making yeah having intentionality and bringing in just simple practices like it can be so basic like just before you're making love like looking into, into one another's eyes like mm. breathing together you know like seeing each other like truly seeing each other before because often you know sometimes with love making like it can be very just just staying in the primal mm-hmm. and you you don't even see each other because mm-hmm. you're kind of just like two animals, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with the animal energy, but if you want to practice like the full spectrum, it's like, how do you alchemize that primal sexual energy into raising it like in your, in yourself and together into, into the heart space, into like the consciousness space, into the third eye, you know, um, so it's not just staying as, just fucking mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's the key it's like you got to be able to obviously move that energy have that connection within your own self first and then when you're with a partner having the ability to move the energy throughout your body and um yeah just soul gazing breathing together seeing one another um, doing certain like practices together like there's a lot of beautiful tantric practices and kundalini practices that you can do as couples you know to connect your chakras together Mm -hmm. Um, you know there's yeah there's many different things you can do as a couple Mm -hmm. that's beautiful thank you for sharing that there's this piece that I I remember actually having someone ask me very recently and I didn't know the answer which is fine you know I feel like this I don't know space is really beautiful to be in Um, Mm -hmm. however when we're with a lover, you know, during sex and, you know, like we are the one that is in this tantric path, you know, we're very aware of the subtleties of the sexual energy that's coursing through our being, you know, we're able to circulate and do all the things. And yet our partner, you know, they may not be on this path and they may not be quite as aware. I'm curious if you can share any maybe cues on how to get out of that pattern of the primal and maybe guide more into this like I remember you mentioning earlier about this like su- like this kind of like seductress and um, like these other archetypes however like is there a way that we can cue our partner you know to to move out of his primal and kind of more into his heart 
Yeah. Yeah, it takes like really so many women ask this and I teach it in, you know, in sex priestess code, mm-hmm. initiating men. Um, it's really it comes down to you as a woman really dropping into your feminine polarity mm. deeper because um, if you're staying in that masculine polarity and kind of in competition, your man is not going to feel safe mm. in order to drop into his heart. Mm-hmm. So he needs to feel like you're softening into your feminine so he's not in competition like mm-hmm. to grow, you know, mm-hmm. so he can feel, oh, okay, like now I can be in my masculine energy and not in competition with her. It's like, so dropping into your feminine and by that I mean, being in your feminine also requires you, you as the woman, us as women, to, you know, be more, initiate through us sharing our vulnerability, sharing our heart, because we kind of like open that portal mm-hmm. first because we're more naturally connected to our emotion and like, you know, the heart space in that way um, of vulnerability. So inviting him into vulnerability, into his heart space by leading, by showing him like first, like going first. Mm-hmm. And that can be scary because it's like, you know, it brings up all our stuff of, is he going to hear me? Is he like going to abandon me if mm-hmm. I share my deepest, deepest heart's longings, you know? So, um, so I would, I would always suggest that. And it's like really, um, yeah. And then, you know, it's initiating through your body, initiating through, yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm going to sit you down and we're going to do a tantric <laughs> class right now. It's like, yeah. you know, you know <laughs> mm-hmm. like capturing his eyes, you know, and like just not even saying any words and just sitting and looking into his eyes, you know, and that in itself might evoke him to cry because mm. like he feels seen for the mm-hmm. first time in his whole life and by a woman he loves, you know, if you're in partnership. Um, so that evokes emotion mm-hmm. in him and, um, it doesn't look the same as us that's the thing I think mm-hmm. we need to remember is we don't actually want men to be um, be like women mm-hmm. it's like well, you know a lot of women are like oh I want him to open up and be more vulnerable but ultimately if you have a man who's like just crying all the time and he's like always you know just too emotionally unstable you're not going to be attracted to that mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. so appreciating him for his masculine qualities and his groundedness and that allows you to be more in your feminine mm-hmm. so i think a lot of women say that because they're scared of being in their feminine absolutely so like, oh, you be feminine you know mm-hmm. yeah especially so not the crazy one <laughs> especially love that you said yeah. like oh i just want him to open up more but really, like, can you look in the mirror and, and say that to yourself? Because that's what I really feel when it comes down to when someone says, oh, I just want him to open up more. Well, how can you open up more to him? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. Um, I've had that in the past, that exact thing, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, I need to open up more and drop into more vulnerability and that just naturally, like, yeah just invited him more into his masculine essentially and him to share his heart in his in his masculine way mm. not in a feminine way mm-hmm. which, yeah i love that thank you and i think like the transmission i'm feeling on that's coming out of you right now is you know the more that as a feminine woman that is you know i feel like some women can be more masculine but you know if, if we're embodying more of this feminine um the natural polarity of of our, of our man you know it just kind of happens without us really doing much and I, I think that's like for me anyways this is what i'm learning it's like i don't actually have to really do anything for my <laughs> you know it's a lot yeah. of this like being um what my body already wants to be yeah yeah and that's the biggest thing mm. especially as women you know like we're so conditioned to like be competing with men and like we think that we need to like outsmart them yeah like, <laughs> actually they don't care about that like <laughs> you know like of course you want to have a conversation have intellectual conversations but like they're not going to be choosing you because you're outwitting them mm. and like 
you know, mm-hmm. like that's such a conditioning, like oh like, yeah, um, society and yeah, it's like no, actually, if you can just be in your feminine, your masculine serves in other ways. But when you're relating to, to a man, if you want to be with a masculine man, then you've got to be really um, dropping into your feminine mm. energy more. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I feel this may be my last question for you in the moment and um, on how we can ground more of this spiritual space, more of this tantric understanding into our business. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I really love, I love that. I love integrating it into business. Like I see, you know, the tantric energy playing out in both business and relating, but in business, it's like, how can we really harmonize our inner masculine feminine mm. dynamic and also those other archetypes, but specifically our inner masculine feminine? Like how can those two serve one another in regards to, you know, how you're moving through your business? Like how are you in touch, like are you in touch with your feminine side and allowing for spaciousness in your in your life mm. and that being like the muse of the creations, the creativity to come through. And then your masculine side is that, you know, action and like mm-hmm. making things happen and grounding it into creating the structures for the feminine to flow in, you know. So um, it's such a powerful way to see how our inner polarities are playing out in our business. Mm. And, you know, in, in my course, Vampire, I teach, I teach that a lot, mm-hmm. like that whole principle of like how to do your business, operate your business in harmony with the two you know so um because a lot of the time we're just either in when it comes to business it's like there's that model of it's just the yang mm-hmm. it's just masculine it's like go 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 it's like no like even for women you know mm-hmm. and it's like no we can actually we're going to be creating way more abundance and fulfillment if we're integrating the feminine side of us and the masculine not just masculine mm-hmm. you know just in that masculine side you're creating from logic from like your mind and that's not where like that genius mode comes from like the unseen things that like you know we can't explain where we get these ideas from it's not from a logical place it's from the illogical like the feminine realm of mystery you know so Mm -hmm. so yeah um I like to look at it from that lens and um yeah teach that practically in vampire in mm-hmm. my course. yeah beautiful I actually did take your vampire course and you do I feel you articulate that really well so if anyone is listening and that's of interest definitely check it out so at this moment though Nadine I really want to thank you again so much for joining me today sharing your wisdom and your insights and this beautiful beautiful practice and way of living of tantra um, I feel like you're just such a beautiful living embodiment of its teachings. And yeah, you just have, I've learned a lot from you. And I just, again, want to thank you for joining me today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. It's been good. good to, I love doing podcasts because it really like, yeah, just, I get a lot of clarity whenever I do these talks, mm. you know, it's like, yeah grounding it in for sure just pulling threads out and then I feel like just you know we channel a little bit so yeah it's quite beautiful I could feel that so in this moment though I do want to offer you you know just the stage to share any offerings you have up and coming um anything you wish to just just drop with the listeners yeah so I have um sex priestess codes which is a group online mentorship which is starting on the 16th of March so that's going to be a six-week journey for women and we are going to be, yeah, activating the sex priestess code. So exploring things like the relationship to our masculine, our inner masculine, our inner feminine, how we can bring those into harmony. Um, we're going to explore the jade egg practice as a way to cultivate your sexual energy. Mm. Um, and then we're going to explore orgasmic manifestation, how to really work with your sexual energy into um, and channel it into what you're manifesting in this in this dimension and then um as i mentioned before the um initiating men like how to initiate mm-hmm. men, men mm-hmm. into the tantric energy so all these core kind of pillars of the sex priestess like that archetype that i've 
really, I feel, um, worked with it extensively. Mm-hmm. So I love this program and um, it's, it's a smaller version. It's called the Harem Edition because it's like only available for 20 women. Whereas in the past I've had it, you know, open to, we had up to 80 women in the last rounds and I just wanted to kind of like bring it a bit more intimate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Beautiful. It sounds like an amazing container. Again, I want to thank you so much for sharing uh, just a piece of your soul today. And yeah, I want to wish you a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me with today's episode. If you love what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on your listening platform so I can keep the goodness coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can interact with me and enjoy daily inspiration on Instagram at Chelsbra or visiting my website for one-to-one mentoring at chelsbra.com. I love you and appreciate you so much and can't wait to connect again in the next episode. Until then, turn your magic on loves and keep evolving.